0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Next, Ray's message comes from the Old Testament reading of Genesis and the Gospel of Matthew, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in the beginning, three simple words. Yet, so many questions surrounding those three simple words. What was there before the beginning? As in, what was there before God created everything? Because the next words that follow are God created. What did it look like before God created the world? How long ago did this actually take place? And what was there before God? To that question, we would say, what was there before God? There was nothing. There has never been a time where God was not. He has always been here, present, around. He is eternal. He has no beginning and no end. And so what was there before the beginning? What was there before God created? Nothing except God and God alone. And even when we say God, we're not just saying God the Father. Because if God is eternal, and God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that means that the Father is eternal, the Son is eternal, and the Holy Spirit is eternal. And God the Father, who is the creator of heaven and earth, as we confess in the creed, is certainly there at creation. And he was there with the Holy Spirit, who we see hovering over the face of the waters. And the sun. Hmm. Where was the sun? Where was Jesus? Well, when we look at creation, we know that God created out of nothing. So before there was anything created by God, there was only God. And sometimes you hear, well, that sounds pretty boring. I mean, if if I'm God and there's nothing, that's not a very exciting existence. And to those people, I would say, number one, you're not God. So you can't possibly understand how exciting or unexciting his existence is. And number two, maybe that's why God created people like you because you make the world much less boring. The other thing that you sometimes hear from this idea of the world and everything in it being created out of nothing is the discussion with creation and evolution, which we're not going to dig into too much today other than to say this. When we look at the Bible, Genesis tells us that God created something Out of nothing. He is the one responsible for all of creation. Evolution, which would tell you that there is no God, but that the world still came to be out of nothing. Because there had to be a time in existence when there was nothing, even if there were, you know, maybe some elements and some gases and some atoms and some energy some kind of matter amidst all of the nothingness, right? And then all of a sudden, somehow it just all came together and sparked a beginning. Which is really just a way of saying that evolution would tell you that something was created from nothing by means of nothing. Whereas we would say that something was created out of nothing by the means of God. Which of these takes more faith to believe? I would argue evolution, right? That something is created out of nothing by nothing. Yet how many more people believe in evolution than believe in God creating? The last statistics I saw, which was from three years ago, was three for every one. So that means three people to one believe in evolution over creation. So that means around 25% of people believe in a God-created world. So let's go back to Jesus, because that's where we were. Before God created, there was nothing else. So God created something out of nothing. And we know that for much of God's creation, he spoke things into being. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke, and nothing became something. When we go back to Christmas, because we are still in the season of Christmas, we heard these words from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who is the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us? Through him all things were made? It's Jesus. Or as we heard in the New Testament reading from Hebrews, talking about God the Son, through whom also he created the world. God's word makes it clear that in creation, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all present, which means they are all God, they are all eternal, they are all there from the beginning, even though they are three distinct persons and one God. Right? That's what we call the Trinity, Not not three gods, but one God. Three distinct persons, one God, are all there at the creation. And the first words God ever spoke: "Let there be light," and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. God's creation reflects God's character. And here we see that God's creation, just like God, is good. But the light that is created isn't like the sun or the moon or the stars, because that comes later. We keep reading. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Before the sun and the moon and the stars were all created, things we normally associate with day and night, God made the light and the darkness. Day and night. This was the first day. Or another way we could put it is day one. Today is the first day of January. 2023, the first day of a new year. Where do you find yourself at today? You find yourself in the light? Or do you find yourself in the darkness? And I'm not talking about day and night, even though day one of creation was good. And when god finishes his creation it is very good it doesn't stay that way because another kind of darkness enters the world and it's not the god created darkness of the night it's the man created darkness of sin and death and struggles and hardships and pain and suffering Sure, this is day one of a new year, but you just had a whole lot of days in 2022, and how did that end up for you? Are you happy to start this new year because last year was so great, so wonderful, pretty good, very good, full of light? Or are you happy to start this new year because last year was pretty terrible, full of darkness? This is a time also where many people will make resolutions. Things that they want to accomplish this year or to improve on, do better at. Maybe it's improving on the good that's going on in your life. And maybe it's improving on the bad. Where are you? Do you find yourself closer to the light or to the darkness? If I'm looking at myself, on my own, and I'm being honest with myself, I'm closer to the darkness. And that's because when God sees the light that he creates, he calls it good. And to that, I think of the words of Jesus, who said, no one is good except God alone or as Paul says in Romans, for I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. I am not good. When I look at myself, I am just full of darkness, full of sin. There is no light in me. And as a result of that, I don't have the ability to do any good. I don't have the ability to do what is right. I only do what is wrong. And that's because sin dwells in me. And even though we're only reading the first few days of creation today, we know that shortly after God creates everything, man messes it all up. By eating the fruit, they're not supposed to. They bring sin and death into the world. And as a result, we are all born into sin. We're all in the darkness. And in sin and darkness, we are only deserving of death. Physical death, yes, but also eternal death. We all are deserving of hell. We do not deserve the goodness of God's creation. We do not deserve to be given a new day, let alone a whole new year. Yet every day the sun rises, and it guides us into a new day. And when the sun goes down and the light of the moon and the stars come out, it guides us into the night. It is by God's grace that these things happen day in and day out. That his creation continues on. We do not deserve God's light. But he still gives it to us. Because he loves us. And he sent the light of the world into our world to save us. Because his people are stuck in the darkness. Jesus came to save his people from their sins. He came to shine in the darkness of sin and death and hell. And that darkness is not able to overcome the light of Christ. That's what the coming of Christ is, that first Christmas. That's what it's all about. And that's what the coming of the wise men, the magi, is about as well. January 6th is the day of Epiphany, the day that we celebrate the wise men, the magi visiting Jesus. So I know we're a little early But it's also about another one of God's created lights. A star that appeared when Christ was born. And that's why we talk about it today when we talk about creation and the light. And this star that appears is what the wise men refer to as his star, right? For when we saw his star, when it rose... And the light, Christar, guided these wise men, these magi to Christ. They followed it, and they led it, and it led them right to Jesus. And it rested upon the place where Jesus was. And it led them to worship Christ the King. It led them to present gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And we might wonder about these gifts. No, gold, Pretty self explanatory, right? Since it's, you know, fit for a king, what kings might wear or are given. But it again highlights that these wise men viewed Jesus as the one true king. Frankincense, something you'd find with a priest. Right, kind of fit for him, since it was during worship in the temple that this frankincense would have been used, symbolizing your prayers and praises rising to God as it's burned. You can also think about how in these days, in order to receive the forgiveness of your sins, you would bring something to be sacrificed in the temple. Sacrificed in your place on your behalf, right? An animal would atone for your sins, Your sins were placed on that animal, and then that animal paid the penalty for your sins. Death. And Jesus is the one who made that priestly sacrifice of his body for us on the cross to atone for our sins. He was the perfect lamb whose blood was shed on our behalf. He died the death that we deserve. He paid the penalty for all of our sins to rescue us from death and damnation, to rescue us from hell. And because of Jesus' death and resurrection, he's the one who deserves all of our praise and worship. And we pray to him. And then lastly, myrrh, which is used in burial, is symbolic of death. And it's Jesus' death and his subsequent resurrection that gives us life. Eternal life. The birth of the Savior, the Messiah, the King, changes everything. His birth begins the fulfillment of the promises that were given as soon as sin entered the world. And just like the light guides us into a new day, today ushering us into a new year, Light creates new beginnings. Now, you may not be feeling full of light today. You may feel like God's original perfect creation, right? It's possible that you feel that way, right? You feel like God's original creation, that you feel good. Maybe even very good. Or maybe you don't feel that way. Because maybe you feel like your body is wearing down. And you are feeling the effects of sin in this life. And you're struggling with your place in this world. Maybe you're struggling with what God's will is for you in your life. Maybe you're struggling with what lies ahead for you in the future. Maybe you're struggling in this new day, in this new year. Maybe you feel like you're in the darkness. You're trapped in sin. In addiction, you give into temptation, it seems like, every second of every minute of every single day. Maybe you're stuck in depression. Maybe you're lost and you don't know if you'll ever be found. Today, Jesus' light shines in the darkness. Jesus' light guides us into eternal life. And so we follow him. And we follow him to the manger where he is born of humble earthly beginnings, taking on human flesh. He is born both fully God and fully man. Yet he is born as a baby in a manger, born like each and every one of us, where he will learn to walk and talk and hopefully listen to his parents. Now the listening to his father Right? God the Father was the most important thing of all. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, as Jesus prayed to his Father, he prayed that God's will would be done. And he knew where it would lead him. And so we go from the manger when we follow Jesus to the cross, where he voluntarily, willingly lays down his life for his people. Because he loves us. And he knew that it was the only way to save us. The one who was worshipped by the wise men as the king of the Jews had a sign above his head on the cross that read, King of the Jews. But his kingdom was not of this world, even though he became the one true king in his death. And that is where he has ascended to. And so we go from the cross and we follow Jesus to the tomb where he is laid. And we go back in three days only to find that the tomb is empty because Christ is not dead. He is alive. Just like he said, proving that the light shines in the darkness and the light has defeated sin, death, and the devil once and for all. And finally, we follow Jesus to his church. And what do we do? We worship him, just like the wise men. We present him with gifts, our tithes and our offerings and thanks for all that he has done for us and all that he has given us. And our prayers and our praises Rise to him like incense. But mainly in his church, we receive. We receive what God wants to give us. And he gives us his word. In his word, God speaks. He speaks to us. He speaks and we listen. He gives us his forgiveness in his words of absolution. And soon today, he's going to give us his body and blood in the bread and the wine for the forgiveness of our sins, for the strengthening of our faith, and for our salvation. And other times, he gives us his forgiveness in the waters of baptism. But since we don't have a baptism today, what we can do each and every day is remember our own baptism, where we are made a new creation where we are clothed with Christ and we are marked as ones redeemed by him. Today is a new day. It's a new year. A new opportunity to receive and a new opportunity to be sent by God to go and share his good news of great joy with all of those who are in the darkness. Where God can once again make something out of nothing. Where he can create faith where there is no faith. Because it's faith that comes by hearing and by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is all about making something out of nothing. He did it with me. And you might be able to say that he did it with you too. That's his grace. That's his love. That is his work in our lives. And his work is very good. Shining his light in our darkness. And the darkness doesn't stand a chance. Never. Amen.